Hello and welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome. My name is Gareth Gwynn. And I'm Essil Sears. And this is the version of the Zenial Dome podcast where we look back at this month in Zenial history. Um, if you're a Zenial, you're born between 1977 and 1985, so we're saying any month after 1977. Today we're going to cover August 1991. Well, I, I always get 1991 and 1992 mixed up because between those two years I went to high school. So oh, sometimes yeah. I forget what happened when I was in primary school and what was in high school, so then they all get a bit muddled. Yeah. I feel like this one is a year where I have started having opinions about things. <laughs> <laughs> because How old I was were in... you? Eight? Uh, Seven? Yeah, I'd been eight. Well, let's start with this. August Great. 1991. Number one was undoubtedly Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you. <gasps> okay. Um, and... I mean, it is one of those songs where if you got a calendar and threw a dart at the calendar, the number one was probably <laughs> Brian Adams. Uh, 16 weeks at number oh, one. Oh, wow. Still the record. Nothing's beaten it yet. And a thing I found quite funny about the Wikipedia page is that they find it easier to say what countries it didn't go to number one at. So it it was because of the film, right? Yeah, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Which I still haven't seen. Have you not? <laughs> the the face you made when I said I hadn't seen it was the same face you gave me when I said I didn't like the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm amazed that someone our age hasn't seen Robin Hood. Because I was too young when it came out, I guess, and then I think I, I saw it in the cinema. What? Hang on. Yeah. It was it was quite an old like there's a sex no. scene in it, isn't there? I don't think there is. Are you thinking about Men in tights. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, it was a PG. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. but the first thing that comes up when I Google it, um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and the controversy over its PG certificate. The, is, the opening's quite graphic, isn't it? I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the impression I got of it, that it was quite a gritty... No. Oh. He's got an American accent in it. You're like <laughs> pretty Robin Hood and him sound, sounding like he's from LA. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. You'll, I tell you what you'll do. You'll watch it and you'll be going, this is fine. And then Alan Rickman will come in and you'll go, this is great. Because <laughs> um, okay. the thing that I've recently learned is that Alan Rickman got the script and went to... Ruby Wax and another writer called Peter Barnes and went, can you make my lines better? And they did. So Alan Rickman ends up being the star of the film. Yeah. uh, Which wasn't the plan and the studio were a little bit annoyed (laughs) at how funny Alan Rickman was. And apparently the studio kept wanting them to put in more Kevin Cosner and take out Alan Rickman. Okay. And the director was getting increasingly annoyed. And he walked out of the project weeks before the end and he didn't attend the screening because they kept wanting to cut Alan Rickman out. Oh, and he was wow. like, Alan Rickman's what people are going to be. Yeah. And if you mention that film to people now, they'll always go, oh, Alan Rickman's great at that. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. comic book baddie. Right, I, I will watch it this week. I you should. Um, tell you what you want to be watching this week is the um, vid- music video for Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Isn't it just the film? Right. There are two music videos. The first music video they did is Brian Adams singing the song in a wood <laughs> with a guy <laughs> with a piano in the wood. And yeah. no one's guitar is plugged in. Slow fades between pictures of Kevin Cosner and the band. 
Yeah. They filmed a second video, which is him singing it in black and white in a concert. Yeah. I found one guy on YouTube who's like hidden it in a video where he's kind of gone, hey, bet you've been looking for that Robin Hood video that you can't find anywhere. I've got it here. It starts in a minute. <laughs> and, then it's, and then he's like hidden it in a YouTube video. That's a little bit like me when I've, you know, when you've done a tweet mm. or whatever they're called now. And and it doesn't get the likes you think. And it's not a bad tweet, but it's just sat up there with like two likes on it. And you just kind of, after a while, you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to get rid of that. Just just... that. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine if that if that tweet was sat on the rocks with the sea coming in. Um... <laughs> And that's what the Brian Adams video is like. <laughs> oh wow! Maybe I'll put a link. Um, I'll put it up because and it's so cheesy. It's so so cheesy. But that but that song is cheesy. Brian Adams is cheesy. Like so. This morning, I watched the video in black and white, and then I watched the video in uh col- in the color one with him in a wood <laughs> and then by the sea. And then yeah. I was sort of winding bits back to go like, what is that? The transit? Whoa, that's a weird thing. Um and. <laughs> Now I'm afraid that my neighbours think I am obsessed with uh, oh. Brian Adams and everything I do, I do for you. They, like, they'll have heard that song probably about four times this morning. Oh, my <laughs> before God. We've they, they think you're going through something. Oh, yeah, they probably do. <laughs> what? Shannon's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to it on a loop, eating I, cereal from the box. I am either going through something very difficult or... I am plotting some sort of redistribution of wealth. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing on the list is something that, at the time, probably went under the radar, but with hindsight, ended up being the biggest thing that's probably happened in our lifetime. Because it was in August the 6th that Tim Berners-Lee announced the World Wide Web and basically gave it to the world. Oh! So, the first website was made public uh, on August the 6th, 1991, okay. which is info.cern.ch. I've sent you a link to the <gasps> first website. Oh, to the site. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. So you can go and you can see what kicked it off. Oh, do you know what, though? Having that, it's just a white screen with a list of links. Hang yeah. on a second. Even that on its own, because there's no photos. It's nope. just one text. Yeah, but they've archived this website, so you can go to the website and click around like it's a, a National Trust property. <laughs> you can just sort of look around. <laughs> but you know what I really like? Because they have gone, this is the first website, um, if you go to people and then go to the list, Tim Berners-Lee's phone number and email address is just listed. No! I mean, I, so... I don't think that's his phone number anymore because I know he's changed offices and I know he's yeah. changed offices because whoever goes into Tim Berners-Lee office gets really pissed off about the fact people keep coming and taking photos oh, because wow. it's where the first website was programmed. So if you uh, go to work in CERN and get his office, it's mm. actually a bit of drawing the short straw. It's like having a plaque saying Charles Dickens lived there outside your house. Well, your house is going to get <laughs> photographed every day. <laughs> but like, yeah, but also at the time, like you... They couldn't have had any idea of how how it would explode. Surely, like like maybe they had an inkling of of the possibilities tech wise and stuff like this. But but the way it has affected people's lives, the way that we cannot be away from our screens anymore. 
it's really funny to see old, old, old websites mm. where they say things like, "Hi, I'm interested in pottery and red dwarf. Why not email me?" And we can oh. be friends. And, like, and now, do not give any personal information <laughs> online. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that sounds really nice, though, doesn't it? Just a really nice global community of people who share, you know, common interests. And everyone's happy, and we've got world peace. <laughs> yeah, I'm, do you know what? I'm looking here at the list of people involved. Most of them have got, here's my phone number, here's my mm. office number, here's my email, and then there's like two people at the bottom who are like, nah, I'm not giving any details. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Streets has seen what's coming around the corner. <laughs> He's an enigma. Meanwhile, Tony Johnson opens with his full telephone number. <laughs> remember the first website you visited um in mid wales there was a cafe and the person next door had the internet and so they would charge you 10 pound an hour to come use the internet and i remember me and my cousin going there and him just wanting to look up toy story and i remember you got you paid 10p for a printout and i remember us just leaving with printouts of the toy story website oh so that's my main memory of um seeing the internet in its earliest <laughs> incarnation that's really sweet. Do you, What about you? There might have been something else before this, but what I remember vividly is, so my dad worked at the university in Aberystwyth. They had the internet, I think on one computer or something. And while he was locking up and stuff, I would sit there and I would just... <laughs> I would just look up American recipes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like coming across like, you know, a baked cheesecake for the first time. <laughs> and then um, printing them out. There was an odd thing with the internet, but I did the exact same thing. Of you go to a website, you're like, I like this. I'm going to print this out. Yeah. Like you, you still needed that physical copy. You still yeah. needed something tangible from it that that internet cafe in mid wales i remember leaving with printouts of things that i wasn't really that interested in but i was like <laughs> oh well now i've seen this i should print this out so i know i've seen it yeah this is this is huge this was a yeah, big a big, it is a big one it's a big one did they did they make any money from this no famously tim berners lee decided to gift it to the world Oh, Tim. uh... (laughs) Come on. Because how much money would he have now? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But there was certainly a thing of, no, this is something that will help the world. And he's very um, involved still in projects to do with how the web grows and how to keep it. Yeah. In a way that everyone can use it. I can't um, identify with people like that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he's done quite well from being the guy. Yeah. Invented. It's a bit like Jimmy Wales. He makes no money from Wikipedia. Yeah. But he sure gets asked to talk about Wikipedia <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Do you know what has surprised me about doing this podcast? The royal family comes up more than I would have thought. Really? I mean, maybe it's just because we've done the summer months and when the papers are scrabbling around, it's like, <laughs> do you want to went to Prince Andrew Stag do? But uh, <laughs> um, this is about... Right, I'm going to struggle to call him Charles III because he's been Prince of Wales too long yeah, is the problem. Yeah. Um, but when he was Prince of Wales, he quit a job. He was patron of Scotland's National Museum and he quit 
over a competition to design the new building because so are you are you aware of the fact that prince charles hates king charles hates modern buildings no oh right so (laughs) this is like one of his things really yeah he loathes hang on a second no there's, there'll be a list of at least 20 things I could tell you about him that are more well-known. Oh, he no? loathes. He okay. loathes modern buildings. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely hates them. Okay, hit me. So what had happened was they redesigned the National Gallery yeah. in London and he called the redesign a monstrous carbuncle. Right, okay. And this like set him on a collision course with the architectural establishment <laughs> because King Charles basically wanted all buildings to look like they were made. I think he just wanted all buildings to look like they were made in the 18th century. Right, okay. And at the time, people were like, no, you could do like modern things with glass and concrete yeah, yeah. and things like that. And he, he hated it, hated right. it, hated it, hated it. It came to a head mm. in August 1991. He's a patron of Scotland's National Museum. Mm. They were doing a competition to design a new building. The winning entry ended up being five-story stone building it's in edinburgh you've probably seen it <laughs> i'm yeah i'm in edinburgh at the moment i have been to that museum so many times especially when my kids come up it's oh. a great museum well king charles <laughs> quit the job over the competition because it did not allow for public consultation oh and uh a statement from Buckingham Palace said too much weight had been given to the opinion of so-called experts. Whoa. Yeah. That's a doesn't... very Trump statement. Well, it's it's the Michael <laughs> Gove thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's the... Yeah. Although I have to say, I kind of agree with him on it going to public consultation. I don't know what's wrong with that. Like, because it's it's quite a significant building. You want You want Scottish people to have a say on it, I would think. I would assume, given what I've read about him, that he wanted to go to public consultation in the hope that people would agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he the so, uh, uh, something won. It ended up being opened by the Queen because she didn't give opinions on buildings. And when he has visited it, he has refused to comment on the building. And the building did win a prize oh, for wow. um, best one of one of the uh, best building of the year by the Royal Fine Art Commission Trust. But then I remember reading a thing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." Is that the thing is about King Charles is that he has never used a building like a normal person. No. So, for example, I really like a big building like the National Theatre in London because it's big and empty and you can work there without buying a coffee because it's huge and they can't right. tell. Okay. But, um, but the you can see doors for... My, so it's the sort of thing where when they need to get, I don't know, a thousand people in to see Kenneth Brandt, it's really easy because there's doors everywhere. It's big and it's, yeah. and it's that sort of brutalist thing, which I'm a big fan of. Um, whereas... King Charles doesn't like that because he likes buildings with small corridors where people can be in a line and you can shake hands with them in order. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that surprises me a bit though because he he seems like because he's he's always been keen on things like organic farming and stuff like that. Like if he feels like maybe he would have been more progressive about stuff like this. Yeah, but it, obviously he, not. Well, there's a really odd thing as well which again i am because i'm quite fascinated by this odd thing Mm. about his character and how it affects us because you know 
one person not liking a building shouldn't be in the news. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but because he, because he wrote a book called the, "A Vision for Britain" or something like that right. about his thoughts on architecture, you can say to someone like him, "Well, if you know so much about architecture, why don't you build somewhere?" Forgetting he's the richest man in England, and yeah. he can, so he did. <laughs> so there's a town called Poundbury, which is currently being built based on his obsession with what buildings should look like really Where, where's that it's in the south of it's in dorset i think and okay, he's paired yeah, up with an architect that. who agrees with him called leon cryer i think okay and um they're building a town called poundbury which sounds like a joke name yeah it's like okay mate your face is on the coins oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah because i'm looking at photos of it now and it, it looks weird now because I don't know. I wish I'd seen it without knowing the the background to it. it but it looks like a set. I think it looks. It like, does look like a set. It looks like a cheap American film where they've gone build a British town fast. Yeah, and they haven't quite got the the eras right. No, it's like very it's a real odd. mishmash of it's, different. It's, it's one of those things, you know, that uncanny valley thing where it's just it's wrong, but you can't work out why, so it just yeah, ends up yeah, being yeah. creepy. Yeah, I really want, I'm quite keen to go there to wow. just see yeah see what it's like inside King Charles's brain. Walk around. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know when people just have too much money and time on their hands. It's like just, just build a, <laughs> build a town. You know, in in some ways I'm quite glad that he's got a little area where he can build the town and then open it and go like this is what I meant and everyone can go like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and they will. <laughs> August 1991. I, I uh, feel like I've learnt a lot. If you want to get in touch, our email address is thezennialdome at hotmail.com or you can tweet us at thezennialdome or Instagram at zennialdome. Um, also, I tell you what we never say and we should say. Okay. If you like this podcast, can you just like mention it to other zennials? <laughs> that, that would be quite handy. Um, if you know anyone who's really into Brian Adams, everything I do, I do to see you. <laughs> There'll be someone. There's always someone. Um, yes, uh, we never we never mention this, but yeah, you are able to like if you can leave us a review, rate it, or tell us about the podcast. It's very helpful. So um, please do that. It's very we'll... much considering that we lived through the um, the the digital revolution. Yeah, it, it's really funny. I find that this podcast does really depend on word of mouth. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I think. We are very much of the Tim Berners-Lee. Just put it out there and have it sitting on the internet and want people to stumble over it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if you could do that, that would be great. We will be back next week with a... Oh, and we'll be in September. We'll be there with our first September episode next week. So we'll see you then. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.